What's up, guys? How's it going? Um, well, this is the second, the, the second episode of our podcast, One New Podcast. Um, I guess that our first episode was a success. What do you think about it, e? I mean, Yeah, yeah, definitely, bro. I think um, the feedback that we've gotten over the last couple of days from people that have listened to it has been really promising. Um, I'm excited to keep doing it. I think the feedback really helps continuing, you know, continuing to plan out what we want to do in the future. And um, the support from everybody so far has been really, really good. So, yeah, I think the, f the first one was a success and let's just keep building on from that. So, Sure. Yeah, sure. And we were be we were thinking about we were thinking a lot about um, like topics about future episodes and that. And we came to the conclusion that our second episode has to be one that we can really relate ourselves to, you know, and, and there are a lot of people that are in our in the same situation as us. And we want to show the um, what's like what's the the life of a student athlete of an international student athlete here in in America. Uh, it's something it's something that we can relate ourselves to. And we have a lot of, I mean, a lot of tips, a lot of opinions, a lot of, you know, experience on that topic. Yeah, so a lot of experience, especially living through the COVID pandemic, being an international also, student athlete. Yeah. Um, that was another curveball that was that was thrown at us. So, yeah, this this next 20 minutes, 30 minutes is really going to go about the process of becoming an international student athlete, first of all. Um, and then it's just going to be about the day to day life, footy, school social activities, pretty much everything, you know, meeting new people. Um, every year you're always meeting new people, uh, you know, so the challenges of being away from home for so for long periods of time. So, yeah, this I'm really excited to, you know, to start this next 20 or 30 minutes because this is this is a topic that, you know, both Ali and I can really relate to and I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to. And it can also be really informa um, informative for future student athletes that want to be, you know, that want to be in our shoes and, People who are going through it right now or who have just graduated um, can relate, you know, so it'd be really good at the end of the, the end of the podcast, you know, for some more feedback. You know, we really appreciate the feedback and um, just to keep interacting with you guys and we'll just build on from there. So let's just get straight into it, eh? Yeah, totally. So, I mean, we're going to start by by talking about our personal experience of how how were we able to come to America, like to play college soccer. Um, in my case, well, I already, I already talked to you guys about it in the, in the first episode. Um, my name is Alejandro. I came here, um, to play as a, as a, an attacking midfielder, a number 10, number eight, number 10. And my process was, it was actually pretty hard at the beginning. because you always, you always see like these big agencies, you know, that, that help people like get a scholarship here in America. And I tried with one of them, um, but it didn't work out. Like the their offers, they weren't like so concrete, you know. They they weren't so like serious, so and and they weren't so good, uh, money wise. So I I started like to look with some friends um, that I have from back home, because um, I was actually close to the decision. Of not coming here you know I was, really I was really close like you know just giving up and and yeah. that but I had one day I remember I had a conversation with my mom and I mean I she she misses me a lot back home it's hard for her I know but she's the person who has pushed me the most like in achieving my dreams so she knows she knew before 
that this was like this was, this was my dream. It's always so, parents, isn't it? Like, always the parents, parents just. If it, mate, if it wasn't for your parents, we wouldn't we wouldn't be in this, totally, in this position. Totally. So shout out to my mom. <laughs> Thanks, mom, for for making me like not not give not giving up. And yeah, so I, one day I had a conversation with my mom, and she said, "No, if you really want this, you should really go for it. I mean, don't don't give up." So I started talking to some friends from back home. Um, I remember I went to a career fair, um, a university career fair back home. And I found a friend. She was also looking for some college opportunities, not not sport related or or anything. But um, I told her that my my idea was coming here to America. She said that she had a friend um, that is that was in college here, and that she would uh, she would give me his his contact number and and that I should text him and, and let him know about my situation. So actually, that's what I did. This this friend is called Nicolas Jaramillo. Um, I hope he's listening to this podcast too. Actually, Pistol, what a guy! Eh? What a guy! <laughs> we're actually we're actually going to have Pistol on the podcast in a couple of weeks' time um, to you know sort of describe what he what he's up to nowadays and what he's planning to do. So stay tuned. Yeah, yeah. about that. Yeah. So I I texted Pistol, um, Nico. And I told him, hey, my idea is coming here, you know, tell me a little bit about your college. Can you put me in contact with your coach? So pretty much, um, first of all, I think that the, that the first step, I don't know if you agree with me, is talking to the coach oh, of, of your college. So, you know, because yeah. he's going he's gonna, to, I mean, everything's going to be based on the scholarship you get yeah. from the athletics department. Yeah. So that's what Nico did. He put me in contact with the assistant coach from Goldie. At that time, Andres Hurtado, and thank God he was he was born in the in my city in Cali. Um, Nico Nico Jaramillo is also from Cali, so it worked out pretty well, you know. I, it, it, yours, to be fair, mate, it's a classic case of like it's not what you know, it's who you know. Exactly, like, totally. At connections. The, at that, exactly. At the end of the day, connections, networking. That that's so much. That gets you so far. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. that that really puts you foot in the door, and like in terms of Goldie, like that's totally. And and I always talk about that. Connections yeah. are really important. So um, if you meet somebody, just, I mean, d- don't say no to meeting somebody, yeah. you know? It's always a, a positive thing to have connections. So, okay, 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 sorry. Okay, go <laughs> yeah, so no, I was going to say that. Um, I I texted Andres. I sent him my video because also a really important like part of of being recruited is that you have you need to have a video of your highlights. It's it's like a, it's a sales football. it's a sales pitch at the totally. end of the day. It's a sales pitch. Totally. Yeah. So you you have to you have to have that video, um, and yeah, I I sent him my video. Um, he liked it. He talked uh, Ryan Dixon, the head coach, about me. He liked it also. So we started working out things. I mean, um. Like after after talking with Dixon, after talking with Andres, they sent me an offer, and yeah, I mean that that's pretty much my my path the background, through yeah. the background. How coming yeah. here, yeah. So bottom line from from me is that connections are really important. So um, that I'm here because of my connections. <laughs> that's it. So, so before like before I get into more, I just want to ask you a question. Did you look up Goldie? when you were speaking to Pistol before you got in contact with Dixon or um, Dre? I didn't okay. at all. I didn't. Because uh, Goldie, we all know Goldie is a, is a small business school, yeah. a really good business school, but yeah. it's small. Yeah, very, and very small. Yeah. Actually, I, like ta- here, I'm talking to many, to many people you meet here, in, in, like in Delaware, in Pennsylvania. Yeah. They, they ask you, like, why is, 
what is a Colombian guy doing here in Delaware? <laughs> I, get, yeah. I mean, yeah, but but yeah. I mean, actually, it's a really it's a school who has a lot of internationals. Very uh, very like international, e, like very international heavy. It's diverse. So so yeah, I mean, I to answer your question, I didn't look for Goldie. Okay, it was just a great opportunity, and and I liked it because first of all, it's location. It's really yeah, close to great, New York, great spot, mate. Philadelphia, spot, yeah. Washington, Washington D.C. Yeah, and. It's Division Two, so that caught my attention as well. Yeah. And also the fact that it was really culturally diverse. That mm -hmm. that that like um that that was a great you yeah. know a great advantage absolutely. for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, I want to know about you. What's, I mean, what's your story? As you? as I sort of as I sort of touched on, um, sort of touched on before, like in the in the previous episode. So um, I played with a guy, Aaron Pavey. He came to America a year before me. Um, and as, as I said before, I was in a, I was at a crossroads of what I wanted to do, spoke to my parents, we got in contact with the guy, John, uh, who runs up at 90 college. So he, he's one of those, he's one of those businesses that, you know, that you, that takes you overseas and takes you in, you know, into the college system. So I had a video, put that video out there. I spoke to a few schools, actually, I spoke to, I think I ended up speaking to seven schools. Um, did you text? Did you like email them personally or no? So through after, Upper after, after yeah, through Upper Ninety. So after the video was sent out, they would email me as well as John. Like we'd all be okay. connected in the same email. They'd give a big splurge on who they are, what they do. Um, they obviously want to speak more and talk more about things. And um, it was all mainly D two. There was there was one NAIA who were national champions at the time, but. Um, the the money and all that sort of stuff wasn't I mean it was good but it wasn't it wasn't great. Uh there was one there was one D one um that was that was that was obviously really nice it's D one but the money again wasn't there for me. Um and yeah so as and I spoke to Dixon and it was just everything sort of just fit really well the way he saw the vision of the team going. Um, the previous performance of the, the the team the year before as well actually played a when when you say like um, you know the what was the biggest thing for me in terms of like choosing a school I think I think it was performance based as well in terms of like how the coach saw me fitting into the team I actually came in as a striker <laughs> yeah you know obviously didn't didn't finish playing as a striker finished as a right back did a full full turn but as it worked out well but yeah the way he saw me fitting into the team. The way he saw he wanted the team to play, the performance of the team in the previous year, um, also the 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 style of play. I don't know if yeah, that happened to you, but the style uh, of play, yeah, was really convincing. Definitely, too. like you know, the quick football, the one-two touch move, pass the ball and move. None of this. I I, I hate long ball football, mate. It, yeah. I hate it. I hate playing right. against it, and I hate hate playing with it. Like I've it's been a, in teams where totally. it's everything is you sit back, you play long. I, I hate it, mate. It's not footy. Yeah, it's not footy, totally. and. and what and sucks, that's hard to find here. What sucks in, in professional footy too, though, like not just college footy, that's so many teams resorting to that style of footy. Like when you come up against the Liverpools, the Manchester Cities, teams, teams are too scared to attack, mm -hmm. so they just sit back in a block of nine, and try and counter attack, mm -hmm. and it works sometimes. But, but it's not what you like to see. It's not what yeah. you like to see, and like yeah. you don't want to wake up on a Saturday morning, put the TV on, and <laughs> see a bu see a buck a bus parked. You know yeah, what I mean? Like you totally. want to see entertaining footy. That's why, like, Liverpool into yesterday was a great game. Mm, like, both teams game. going at each other. But, yeah, back to college. Um, so, yeah, I spoke to Dixon. Um, he gave me a very, very good scholarship. 
and that was pretty much it. Like, I looked at the location and that a little bit, but I, to be honest, I wasn't concerned where I was going. I wanted to go to a program that was going to benefit me, um, and that, that was Goldie. Um, and really, the, the rest is pretty much history. Like, you know, we, we, we both signed, signed the NLIs, and um, we got put together as roommates in our fresh mm-hmm. year and history, history from there, history eh? from we're, there. We're and, gonna... and now we're now roommates now five years later so <laughs> yeah we're gonna talk about that and in future episodes yeah. like our our seasons our how our seasons went yeah um, some some are really good some are really bad so yeah. it'll be a, sometimes that, that, maybe good sometimes, sometimes maybe no <laughs> <laughs> nah, but yeah that that'll be a good episode but yeah back to back to this and what we're talking about here it's just my, my path was pretty simple um it was just, I just spoke to a lot of different coaches. Some coaches saw me not playing early doors. Um, and, you know, I wasn't afraid. I wasn't afraid of not playing because I knew, I knew with like my work ethic and my work rate, I would always get into a coach's mind. In my, how I saw it is if, if a coach had an understanding of football, then I would work my way into a team regardless of what he initially thought. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just sort of had that sort of self-belief that I was like, yeah, I'm coming over here. I'm not coming over here. You might think I'm going to sit on the bench or not play at all, but that's not, you know. And at the same time, you know, you're a freshman, you're coming in, you're still young, 18 years old. You're playing with 22, 23-year-olds. In our case, what, how old was Darian? 25, <laughs> 26, 28? <laughs> you know, the old boy. But you're playing to the whole load of different ages and it's it's grown-up footy, you know. So you can't just expect to come over here and think you just gonna waltz it because it doesn't it doesn't work it's not like, like that, that. it's yeah. not like that but but yeah that was my that was my pathway and um yeah so that's that's the background that's going to lead us into our experiences now and how we saw the day-to-day life of a of an international student athlete yeah totally yeah so now like digging more into it um we want to to let you guys know about our experience here what the day-to-day life of an international student athlete um so i mean from my point of view my days were like this you know from from freshman year up to sophomore junior year senior year was a little bit different because you got more responsibilities and stuff but starting as a as a freshman it's always it's always tough coming to a place that you don't know um meeting new people um, which, by the way, was actually one of the things that I liked the most oh, about yeah. Abercrombie. Oh, here. yeah, 100%. So, uh, as we talked about before, uh, meeting so many new people from all around 100%. the world. You have mates all over the world. Totally. Like, you know, and it's it's so good that, like, you know, both me and Ali uh, actually a couple of years ago did a European, European trip because obviously neither of us are European or have really ever been to Europe. So, mm-hmm. with the friends, the friends that we've made on our journey, we, um, we all did a, a trip together. You know, we went to Barcelona, we went to Madrid, we went to Portugal, Madeira. Mm, you know, like crazy. it was unbe- yeah, like the best couple of weeks of, you know, that I had. Like it yeah. was just, it was so good. And that's one of the benefits of, of being an international student athlete is so many people are in the same situation. But the funny thing is me coming over initially, I had no idea. Like, I knew there were so many internationals, but you just, you're sort of so narrow-minded and selfish in a way that you think you're the only one that's going to go through these problems. Exactly. You're, yeah. you're, you feel, as a freshman, you feel that, that yeah, you're, you're unique in, in a mm-hmm. way and that, and that nobody else is, is in your yep. same situation. But once you get here, everybody's in your same situation Everybody. or was on your same Everybody. situation. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, pretty much being, being a freshman, it's like, 
um, going to class, they put a lot of emphasis going into class, you know? I think so, freshman year, there's so much emphasis on doing well in class mm. because if you can get those habits down in your early doors in your freshman year, then going on throughout you know, your, college, your college lifestyle, it makes things so much easier. Yeah, it's the basics. It's the basics. Much, yeah. But like in terms of them harping on like the study hall, for example. Yeah, study hall is... Um, um, do you want to... Yeah, so, like, so, so study, study hall is, you know, you go in, I think it's twice a week for, for an hour in a classroom with the, a, a lot of other freshies and you just, you got to do that, you're there to do your homework. If you've got any or you're there to study, it's designated time given to you that is mandatory as a freshman. And um, and it's something you because when you're a freshman you don't realize how important it is. You take it for granted. But, you but do, and you know. You, yeah. One of one of the things I have to say for future freshmen is that it's important and you should take advantage of that time. Oh yeah, the so, the habits that you learn in your freshman year stay with you for your whole four years. The, yeah, so if you start yeah. off slow, you're gonna you're gonna continue to be slow because we've we've seen it go both ways we've seen people mm. kick on and we've seen people really just go downhill start so good and go downhill because yeah, yeah. they get too comfortable it's mm. too easy for totally. them and yeah you know. that that's the point yeah for example um it's not easy it, it's not, not easy all. as you said all. at the beginning and um you know i think that the best as a freshman the best part is the two weeks of preseason mm. because mm. you don't really have time to think about homesickness or your jet lag or not being there because you literally it's straight into it straight 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 away. Like so how how the how the freshman well, how how preseason works for, for a soccer player anyway, uh, at college, um, is you come a week before everybody goes to a school. A week or a couple, a couple of weeks, a week. Yeah, before. but like the first week of training is always a week before school starts. Okay, yeah, that's right. That's so right. you have two weeks of preseason, but the first week is always without well, ninety five percent of the time is without school. Mm. So you come in you come in on a Sunday, you start meeting everybody um, you meet new teammates, you do your physical exams, your medical exams with the with the trainers, the school trainers. Um, and then on the Monday, you get straight into it. And it's for us, it was, was it six o'clock, seven o'clock in the morning, Mondays, was, uh, every day? Yeah. Six, yeah. seven o'clock in the morning, and then you train again at three, four o'clock in the afternoon, back to back sessions. And as a young freshman, like your body, your body should be able to handle it. And but you're so excited. You're so like excited. The There's so, so much nervous energy. And like, I remember first day of preseason, bro, like, I was so determined to prove to everybody how fit I was. Totally. It was boiling hot, mate, like stinking. It was an absolute stinker of a day. And we did that circuit, remember? Was it with Joe yeah, Trainer? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I just, just physics. Yeah, yeah I mean, just, just physical. Just, just physical. No ball, for, an hour, for, for, the whole, for the whole first session, was just running and physical work. And, I, you know, I had been working a lot coming because I wanted to prove myself. And I just remember pushing through and, like, I had, like, my dad's voice in the back of my head the whole time, like, just knowing what he was... I, I'm like, not going to say it on the podcast, but just, you know, just pretty much in a nice way, just keep pushing through, mm. you know what I mean? Like, just keep pushing through, so... But, yeah, let's 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 go through, you know, the day-to-day... Yeah. Um, day-to-day basis So, I mean, after, after preseason, of course, your classes start. I mean, that, that first week of preseason, it's all happy it's all joy and and love but i mean once classes start it's it starts to to get serious you also have the pressure from your coach from the athletic director yep. and the athletic department that if you don't perform well in academics you are not able to play or you can lose your scholarship or something like that you know so so you have to make sure that you are going to class you are like getting good grades College, and college in a way is a very high pressure environment, and if you if you don't deal well with that, 
you're gonna have to learn to quickly deal with it if you totally. want if if you want to be successful because it's totally it's and full and throttle. We we're not we're not talking about this like to make you guys not wanted to come here you yeah, know no, no, we're, not. we're not we're not putting pressure on on anybody but but it's it's a nice challenge you oh, know that, that's the bottom line it's mate, nice it makes you, it makes you grow up from a little mm -hmm. boy from a young boy to a man exactly totally within, within the space of a couple of years like the growth that you see in everybody is unbelievable totally so such a worthwhile yeah, I mean, experience there's, once, not, there's not one bad thing to say really yeah no nah, at all so once classes start i mean Pretty much, um, if you're a fresh, an, an upperclassman, you wake up, you go to class um, in the morning, 8 or 9 a.m. Um, classes end like at, what, maybe 1, 2, sometimes the one, Sometimes I finish at 3.30, depending on, on the cycle, on the, the, the week, the, yeah. class, the class cycle. But mm -hmm. it's our typical day as a freshman anyway was three classes a day. Yeah, yeah. Um, I... 10 and 12 mm -hmm. pretty much with 15 20 minute breaks in between um and you know like it, it sounds three classes a day sounds you know not bad like it's just a normal it's, it's another normal day yeah. but when you got to balance in that you got training in the afternoon and you need to eat and you need to you know you need to keep you need to keep your body up up you can't you can't go through the whole day of not eating and then go and train mm. in the afternoon yeah so it's impossible that's really important yeah because as Ethan said um once classes end i mean you you have to find uh, well, it, this is in our case. There are some colleges that make it different, but our schedule always was um, practice at 4. Mm -hmm. uh, 3.45, we had to be down on the field uh, for warm-up, and 4, um, our coach started like like the practice. And um, in in our first three years of college, we had to cook for ourselves. Yep. So that was a really you know challenging part too. For on, example, wait, I didn't know how to cook. On, I was just to say, honest <laughs> to God, I'd never cooked a thing in my life besides eggs. Before I got to America. And Milo. And Milo, mate. Milo's <laughs> unbelievable. You didn't have to cook Milo. You just put in some milk. Milo, Vegemite on toast. Oh, I, I went through that. Peanut like, butter jelly. Peanut butter, yeah. But like the things that you like, you know, the thing is what I always say to a lot of people um, when they ask me, you know, how was it? How was it when, when you were a freshman? And I said, you learn to live without your mum and dad. Mm, totally. Like, you know, I mean, maybe not everybody's as fortunate as us or is as fortunate as us, but, you know, like growing up, like my parents were just, you know, they, they're your parents. They do everything for you. They, you know, you come home from school, dinner's ready. Even if your mum's been working all day or, you know, the dad's been working all day, they always made a way for dinner to be ready. And you never think, I've got to go home and cook. Mm. Straight away, you come, straight away you come to college and you're all on your own. At the end of the day, like you've got everyone around you, but you're responsible for yourself. For everything. You know, like... You come to, you know, you got to learn how to actually cook properly without bloody burning the, burning <laughs> the, the pots and pans, the kitchen, mm. cleaning up after yourself. Like uh, lay your bed. One funny story in our freshman year, Sergi, our um, our <laughs> other our one roommate, he was he's from Barcelona. We actually we stayed with him on our European trip. Sergi was a great guy, um, and his English wasn't very, very wasn't very good at all when he first came to the country. It wasn't, but. One thing I'll never forget, which was probably one of the funniest days, funniest days, but also very bad for cleaning, was he went to uh, went to the local shop to get some milk, and he bought three cartons of milk. Me too. I was in the. Oh, I was, you, it was you too. too was it was Sergi and me. Far out. So, so <laughs> the pair of them have bought milk, cold milk, thinking it was long life milk, thinking they could put it in a closet, and when they finish one milk, they can just get the other, the cold one that's obviously going to go warm and go off in the closet and put it in the fridge. <laughs> For, for afterwards um and we said to him we said nah like you know bro like it, that's not gonna work i don't know how it works in spain but it's not gonna work like that over here 
and they were adamant that it was gonna work. They were adamant, and I was like, okay, we'll see what happens. A couple of days later, we get home from training. The room smelled like absolute. It was just awful. The room, the smell in the room was awful. There was yellow, was really moldy, gross milk everywhere. Um, but that, they're, the, they're the things, they're the cultural challenges totally. and things that you learn coming over, man. Like that's you know. Yeah, because because we thought, I mean, back home, we're used to that. We buy yeah. we buy milk like in in bags. And we store them outside of the fridge and nothing happens, you know. Yeah. But that's part of, of, you know, growing up and, yeah. and knowing different cultures, yeah. which is which is a really a really important part of, of coming to America. Actually, another thing as a fresh year, I think it's, it's, it's probably like this at a lot of colleges. They have all different ways of hazing people. But at Goldie, our, our, ever since we came in, it was the freshmen are responsible for everything, whether that mm-hmm. be getting the water before training making sure the balls are pumped, making sure the cones are there, making sure the bibs are there, or pinnies, as they call them in America. Um, cleaning up after training, making sure everything's clean. Pretty much everything on game days, making sure you had the med kit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we were we worked out... We, some some years do it really well, some years do it really bad. Our year did it really, really well. Mm. Um, year after, year after really, I did really it bad. very, very <laughs> bad. The year after that again did really good and then last season was a shambles yeah it was the worst one. Uh, it, it was the worst one and you know we tried to harp on the emphasis of it but i think we just had so many freshmen that it was mm. it was really hard it was in, mate, yeah make, it to was, keep them all in line and yeah, yeah not not even keep them in line it's just they're all young they're all excited and they've seen the college lifestyle and when there's so many of them it's just like it just takes so long to gel so hoping for future years that you know they do gel better than what it gelled in the last year but yeah like the life of the life of a freshman anyway is is hard it's it's like anyway it's like when you're starting a job you start from the bottom Mm -hmm. um and you come in as a freshman and pretty much when we were freshies it was you you only speak when you're spoken to Mm. sort of thing you don't speak out of mind you don't put a foot out of place you go there to do your job you work hard and you go back and you that's how you make your impression Mm -hmm. um i think that impression has now gotten lost in terms of each freshman year that keeps coming in, that notion sort of disappears more and more. And I think I think it's what made our team so good is that totally. us as freshmen just came in, we knew our role. I think knowing your role is probably the most yeah, important it's thing. Important. It's it's the most important thing is knowing your role. Um and if you're not happy with your role, you just work harder to make make sure that mm. it is your role. Totally. Nowadays I think there's a lot more complaining, there's a lot more um I don't know the right word you just sheltered. They're sheltered. So they come over here and they think they're just going to automatically, they're the star. Yeah. You know? And, but, and I mean, but, I mean, that's, that's like a, for example, what you were saying before, um, that's a normal part of being a freshman. It's, you, it's, it's a you, part of you're shy. Yeah. You know, you're shy. If you think that the, um, that the upperclassmen, like, you know, I don't know, they're, they're going to judge you or anything. Yeah. It's not like that, actually. We're not monsters. No. Um, it, no. But it's normal. If, if you're a freshman and you're afraid, and you're shy, it's normal. You know, at the, at the end of the day, like, the older you get, the more you, you, can, you can see. Some, you, sometimes you can see yourself in some freshmen. Mm-hmm. Like, you can see things that you used to do that they do exactly. And then that's when you just go over and put your hand on their shoulder and just pretty much just help just them out. Help them out no, no, no. Man, that, like. that's, that, that's something, that's something like, really important about college sports, yeah. college soccer, where yeah. in our experience that every freshman, I mean, every every upperclassman is going to help young, um, yeah. you know, freshmen and, and sophomores to settle in, to settle down yeah. and help them in whatever they need because that's, that's our job. I mean, that's... 
that's part of the that's part that's one of the most important parts of being in a team. Yep. Help your it's, help your it's, teammates. And at the end of the day, it's all part and parcel. Everybody needs to know their role, starting from senior seniors all the way down. Like if everybody knows their role, you know everything's fine. But yeah, like. Just the day-to-day things of a you know international student athlete can you know homesick. Talk to me about a bit of homesickness. Did you ever get home, especially early mm. doors? Even now, like even now, do you get homesick? Like talk talk yeah. to me about homesickness for you. Well, no, it's it's it was never a huge deal for me actually. Okay. I I've never felt homesick. Okay. For what for some reason. Okay, fair enough. But yeah, yeah sometimes you miss back home your friends, your family, the music. For example, you hear back home the food, mm-hmm. but but then you think. In my case, for example, you think, hell, I'm in America. Yeah. I'm in America playing soccer and getting my degree. That's an opportunity that, not you know, not many people have. Yeah. So, so, so. Sorry, so I don't mean to cut you off, but you know what's funny, bro? Like, I remember there was so many times early on, not so much the last couple of years, but my first, my freshman and sophomore year, towards the end, once, once footy finished, I couldn't wait to get home. But then mm. as soon as I got home, after maybe two days, I was like, Damn, bro, I really want to get back to America. Yeah, yeah totally. Like I that would, sp- I would too. spend weeks after the season's finished in America, thinking I just can't wait to go home. And all I had my sights set on was getting home. And I think maybe that was because it was getting cold, and I knew at home it was it was summer when it was cold here, and I just wanted to be in the sun. But the older I got, and the more I did it, I was like realizing, like you know what, I just I, I look around and I don't see things. Things never change. Even now, I go back home and things don't change. Yeah. And it's that's why I like coming here because it's a chance for me to live my life and it's a chance for me to make a life for myself. And, I, and I, you know, I, never, I don't like to compare myself to people or to people from back home or any of my friends, but I just feel like we're all a different path, you know. Some of my friends have built houses, mm-hmm. living with their missus, you know, they've been together for years and they're building houses and all that sort of stuff. Others are just working. Doing, doing their job that they've been doing for the last five, six years and good on them, you know what I mean? But like mm-hmm. I see myself in an opportunity in a place where I've travelled the world, I've met so many different people from around the world and I've, mate, I've grown up so much. Totally. Like I used to be a menace to society, mate. In my <laughs> early days, like I was absolute menace to society. <laughs> No, but that's that's one of the important things of the advantages of coming here. You yeah, know? you 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 yeah, have definitely. you learn how to grow up by yourself. No oh one, yeah, no one's teaching you yep. to do that. And yep. and for example, one of one of the key aspects of of being an international student athlete and of growing up is like learning how to manage things, how to balance your life. You Time know? management, mate. When Time I go management. when I go for job interviews now, the biggest thing I say is they ask you know what was what was so beneficial about college and being a student athlete i say time management totally and for example because you here you have to balance your academic life yep. um school um sports your practice you have yep. to perform good at a you, you have to you need to have a high performance on um academics and athletics both both weigh the same if you're and, an international student athlete and at the end of the day you want to party exactly like, that's another you know what i mean thing. and that that's that element Social is so that, that element is so underrated where People think you can't do it all. If you have good time management, you can. Exactly. And, and totally. it's, it's healthy to do it because I don't care what anybody says. If you lock yourself away, you only, you're only going to edit yourself and, you, and you're not going to get the most out of the experience. Totally. And, and well, it, it also it depends on what, kind of, what type of person you are, you know? Yeah. But, but yeah. I, I do agree with you that um, for us, well, it has been a really important part and 
and we've had so much fun. Obviously, so much responsibly. Fun. Don't don't think that we're you know. But <laughs> we're not, we're, yeah, we're not maniacs, but you know, like. But responsible. I mean, the whole yeah, point with your is mates, with you your come friends. over here with all your mates. You know, you're 18 years old. You want to have fun. Yeah. You know, and as serious, you know, as serious as we all take footy and as serious as we take classes, you need a break from all that too, because we've seen it that we've seen it done to people. People lose their heads when they just focus solely on football, 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 football. Mm. Everything else has gone on around them, and they miss out. And two years later, they're like, "Damn, mm. I wish, I wish." There's a I time wish. for for every single yep. thing. Yeah, you know? and I'm not saying we partied every night because mm. we didn't. No. Maybe in the spring we we did at some points. Uh, that was a bit of fun when it was snowing <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. But you know, like after a game, the best like the culture at home anyway in Australia is you get on the beers after a, especially after a win. The team gets together and you have fun. You enjoy. You just you celebrate the win as a team. Yeah, totally. And that was that was so good. That was was so good, especially early in our fresh year that we did carry on every year. Um, we came into a good good bunch of leaders and. You know, I was lucky to have another Aussie, Cam Wilco. So we had, we, me and Cam are very, very similar in terms of pretty much everything, really. We're both big Reds, um, foot, big Liverpool fans, not Redheads. <laughs> um, but, you know, like we see football the same way. We see culture the same way. Um, and, you know, I think one of the most underrated things, and it was good from Dixon too because he knew and he encouraged it in the right manner. Yeah. Like literally. for everybody to celebrate together after a win. And when you win... And you celebrate together. That's like nothing. Nothing feels better, man. Like we, you win the championship, and everybody just gets around you, and it's, it's real. It's something like that's that's another that's another story for another day. But you know, like just to the life of a back to the life of an like student, international student athlete. It's everything like, and job opportunities too. Like you know, like we you know, there's so many opportunities for international student athletes on a uh, CPT, which is your practical training whilst you're a student. And your OPT, which is your your work visa, when you're not when you when you graduate. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, so so college also helps you a lot when oh. you are. So first we started talking about being a freshman and that. Now yeah. we're finishing, you know, like um, talking about seniority and all. Yeah. So when you're when you're a senior or a junior or a senior and when you want to start working, um, your school helps. Well, at least at Gold Day, they help you a lot. Yeah, oh yeah. And the career the, the career services. I think it's it's like at every school really. I mean, it should be like at any school. The career services is is your best. It's got to be your best friend. Totally, and and because they they need to help you on the next step in your life. That is so important, like getting a job and and in something you like. Um. So yeah, I actually that's to me that's something really cool. Now that I'm a little bit older and yeah. and a little bit grown up, that's something really cool. That like I like another important and cool fact about being an international student athlete, like the support you get from your school um, when you want to get a job. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, there's so much we can continue to talk about that we do want to talk about that we're going to split into different sections and maybe singular episodes just because you want the things that you want to really go into depth in, you don't, you don't want to just briefly talk about for five minutes. Like totally. Things you really need to know, you want to talk about for 15, 20 minutes and really, really get it out there, you know what I mean? So I think, well, I think we've sort of covered, we covered a lot in this in this podcast today bro like i think you know we we gotten off to a really good start like we got we got a lot of information out there and you know we, we encourage everybody to to message us dm us on instagram you know let us know your thoughts let us know what you want to hear um you know if you want to if you want to be on the car if you want to be on the one new podcast let us know because we're more than happy to help you we, we've got a couple lined up over the next few weeks that we're going to start mm -hmm. rolling out from hopefully next week onwards um, so, you know, we just want to hear your guys' thoughts. We want to know, 
what you guys want to hear. We want to, if you have any questions that we can answer, let us know because you know it'd be it'd be really good to to start involving everybody. And as I said, from next week onwards, we should hopefully start having guest appearances, and you know we mm-hmm. can speak to people about their their college like their experience, what they're doing now, um, what their plans are for the future, all that sort of stuff. So, as always, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. Both yeah. both myself and Ali really appreciate all the support. Um, and at the end of the day, this is all just for a bit of fun. But, you know, we also do really appreciate the support and you guys, you know, sharing it around and coming up to us and speaking to us and just, you know, trying to get word of mouth. Just any sort of help helps. Do you totally. know what I mean? And, and we're happy to share our experience with you guys um, and to, to share our opinions with you. And we also like to hear your opinions and, and your experiences. So... So if you have some, as Ethan said, please message us um, on Instagram or privately if, if, if yeah. you know us. Um, yeah. yeah, we're, just, we're, just we're happy to do this. Just reach out to us. Like we're, we're an open book. Um, if you want to know anything, we're here. And yeah, like just, just let us know, guys. And again, thank you very much for listening and we'll see you, see you later. See yeah. you later ne- on, ne- eh? And then our next episode, yeah. Yeah, nice one. Nice one.